Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is October 1st, 2020. It is Dream Theme Thursday. There's no longer a regular Thursday. They're all Dream Theme Thursdays now. And we are in the middle of a heat wave. I know it's fall, but boy, this week we're getting hit with hot temperatures. I don't know, over 100 degrees. But it's usually the last hurrah in California at this time of year to have super hot weather and then we finally just get off that train. But our hottest months are August, September, and October. I keep saying that so people will visit in August, September, and October because June is usually, except for this year, was kind of different, usually our coldest month. It's just cloudy and cold every morning, not beach weather at all. So anyway, getting away from the weather, um, I do want to talk about these dreams. I have three long dreams. I hope I get through them all today. But one is sent by Vincent Hawkins, who's across the pond in the UK. And he sends me a dream from his friend. So he says, hi, okay, here's the dream. My friend, and I can't see the name, hold on. I think it's Sumya, had sent to me. I am driving in a nearby suburb and park my car. I start walking aimlessly to see a futuristic community center that I've never seen in that town, like with flying saucers landing on the roof. When I get there, I see a ceramic studio and I start working. There are many people there, but I ignore them and their banter. I decide to leave and realize my car is parked far away, but then I see Brian, my daughter's karate teacher of 17 years, who has become a dear friend, coming out of a karate class. We are glad to see each other. I have not seen him since before COVID, and he says he'll drive me to my car. When we get to Brian's car, if you could call it a car, also futuristic, his daughter, his six-month daughter, Vera, is sitting by herself in the back seat. I was thrilled to see her and immediately sit in the back with her. The car literally floats instead of drives. Brian takes me on a tour of the town and then says he has to stop to talk to a friend. I carry Vera into a very tall cylinder red tower apartment building. Vera and I sit on the couch and Brian disappears. Vera suddenly turns to me and asks how I am. I'm startled as she is speaking to me in perfect formal English. I am delighted she can talk and we start speaking about life and my troubles with the bad news of the world and difficulties with my art. 
Vera starts telling me about how I have to allow myself to build a more subjective relationship to God if I want to understand the nature of truth. She tells me I will remain blind if I don't understand how it is that I see that life and my art is not about what I see, it's about how I see. She says truth is subjective and I am stuck in a world that is trying to make it objective. If I don't resist, I will always feel despair. Then she says that God and life are based on contradictions and irony. These things have been orchestrated to help those who find and keep faith understand the nature of truth. I ask her how she knows all of this, and she says, Krekergaard taught her, and now she's teaching me. Then Brian comes back in, and I say, you didn't tell me Vera can talk. He's slightly surprised and says she knows some words, then we leave. After I woke up, I quickly wrote down the messages from Vera so I would not forget. Then I got curious and looked up Krekergaard, and I hope I'm saying it right, and I'm going to spell it for you. It's K-I-E-R-K-A-G-A-A-R-D, whose work I have never read. Everything Vera said is straight out of him. This really freaked me out, and now I truly feel this is a message for me from some angel. Ah, Sonia, what a great dream. Think about your dream for a minute, which I am sure you have been thinking about it a lot in this time. In the beginning of your dream, it's futuristic. You aren't listening to what people are saying because you know it doesn't mean anything to you. You've, your filters are finally saying, my future is today. So think about that because everything's futuristic, the car, everything. You've had this incubation time during COVID to really start to get back to yourself. And now you're trying to actually not... I want to say look forward to a better future. You know there's more in you that you can do, that you can feel, that you want to feel. But bigger than that, you hit a point, I call them the points of purity. You hit that in your heart. When we can hit that point of purity and we feel like we are we're ready to go to dive deep into ourselves. We do get messages, sometimes during the day, sometimes while we're sleeping, mostly while we're sleeping, because when we are asleep, all of our sensors are turned off. So things are allowed to be heard. And for you to have gotten up and to have remembered your dreams so clearly it was a message to you. It was one of those direct connect, I can't deny it, that's what it is. You're ready for that next step. Sometimes when we get a message like this, we're so enthralled with the message that we just talk about how this happened over and over and over again. And we try to figure it out. But in your dream, you figured it out. You're not 
stuck on the message, that message was a stepping stone. It was to say, okay, this is where you're at. This is where you are stuck. And the truth is the way you see the truth. Because you may believe in yourself, so it's going to work for you. But if somebody else doesn't believe in you, that's their subjective truth, and sometimes we take that on as the truth. So what you're learning from the quote that she told you was, it's only important that you believe in your truth, just like you not listening to the banter of the other people. And interesting, when Vera turns and asks how you are, you're startled because she's not supposed to talk. And then you start talking about your life and your troubles and the bad news. And she's saying, hey, 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 stop that smaller picture talking. It's because you have a bigger picture to relate to, to connect to. I wrote a book called Origins of Truth, and in it, it says that the meek are blind. And we all know the meek to be people who want to inherit the earth. But why would you want to inherit the earth if you're going to leave it one day is really the question. And she's telling you, get out of what's going on in this world. Don't not be part of it, but understand your role in it. Because you are getting caught up in all of the spinning plates in life and you are not living a life. And you are a life. We all are a life. And we're either living it or we're frustrated by not living it. So being here. It isn't what you see, it's how you see it, exactly what you were told. And I know you know that message, but just to give you that context of making a decision every day, of just kicking out what you don't need. It's like you open a drawer and it's stuffed. And it has something from every year of your life. And you think, I can't get rid of that. That's part of who I am. Only a thing that doesn't know that it's there. And you know it's there because it's a part of what you believe made you. And I have to say this because it's so hard for us to let go of things at times. Whatever made you into the person that you believe doesn't believe in life enough to you, you can let go of, you can let go of that part of your past and say, that was a great year of learning and this was a good, so you're releasing the baggage and holding on to the lessons, baggage of the lesson. But I could have done this or I could have gone here and you know, there's just Everything is going on in this world and it's just nothing is right anymore. And you're getting this feedback that, hey, and Wayne Dyer said it, 
When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And then you get to live in a different reality. And you must be ready in a big way. Because his child did not even talk to him that way. But almost in a different reality came to you in a very clear and direct voice. But why was it a child? Why wasn't it Brian? Because a child lacks the motivation to try to manipulate you at that age. They haven't been taught. So the fact that it came from a vehicle of pure innocence is the only way you could receive it. When we become skeptical of what's around us, children remind us of our innocence. So when a child talks to us and says something to us that's bigger than life, we know they couldn't have known it So we know it came through them, not from them, which is a Khalil Gibran quote. All these quotes I got for you today, but they're from the best places of reading materials that we have available to us. And Khalil Gibran said, your children come through you, not from you. That each soul is its own individual entity. And that's another thing you need in your life right now. You need to realize you're autonomous. Nobody's making you better or worse. You're autonomous. You are you everywhere you go. No matter who's in your life, no matter what mix of people are in your day that day, whether it's work or whether you're home that day or wherever you are in this world, you represent you. And there's a bigger you in there that's waiting its turn and it's waited for a long time and now you've ripened. You've gotten to the point where you're like, hey, I'm ready for more. And it came to you from a place of trust, not just of the girl, of the young baby or child. Six months old is a baby still. The car floats. It's telling you height, go higher, think bigger, future, flying saucers, roofs, a ceramic studio. Why a ceramic studio? Because we create with our hands. There's no machines involved. There's nobody else involved. It's you and your project. And even if other people are there and you hear them trying to stop you in your life, let's say after this dream, you're talking to a friend or you're talking to a coworker and they're saying, well, you can't do that. You'll create waves. What are you thinking that for? Everything is fine. Oh, you're taking a risk. 
and how people talk to us like that, you will not be listening because you are the one shaping your own vase, your own ceramics. It's one of those beautiful things to come out of, yet what we think of is a very unfortunate circumstance, which is COVID. And in many ways, it has also birthed things that we know we are capable of and really did not have the time to do. We were so plugged into our structure, our existing structure, that we have not even seen the fallout of shutting down our world, like literally shutting down the world. No one even realizes how big that is yet. And the appreciation that you can actually go to a store, buy what you need, and come back home. The appreciation of seeing a friend. Those were the first things. But then it became, wow, I have this time. Like, I really have this time. Like, whoa, what do I do with this time? And we really had nowhere to go but to think of our future. Because now we're assessing our past and we're all in this incubator every single day for a while, some countries longer than others. And we're like, gosh, where do I go from here? I don't want to do what I was doing anymore. I never felt connected to it. Why? We're questioning. We got to sleep enough to regain control of our routines, to reignite the fires that we know live in us. The innocence of a child who cannot speak really can. And I'm, I'm going to say this as a parent because I know this. The minute we have a child, all we know is everything we do today will come to us in our future in one way or another. And when there is a young child, we also know that everything we do for them will build them or will take away from them. And it's like your experience with her was that, you know, almost that sci-fi feeling of your little secret with this little girl who you realize is six months old on earth, but actually that angelic feature to her. And the car floats, does out of the ordinary. The child, out of the ordinary. Flying saucers, out of the ordinary. Your soul, out of the ordinary to you right now. Her own father, totally unaware in words 
of his child. But yet, that kind of energy ends up spilling over onto everybody, words or not. So why did her father not get those words, and why did you? Because you needed them at this time in your life. And your trust has gone from adults your age or people because these are the same people you've listened to or known for most of your life. So you had to have the freshness, the newness, the future that comes from a new soul. Because you can renew your soul through a new soul. That's why you hear when people who finally have children will say, oh my God, I'm this is love like I've never known it before. Oh, like they cannot even believe the level at which they can now love. And it renews the respect for life to see life happen and to see how this young child is asking me questions that I myself don't have the answers to yet. Like, why do we do that? Why can't I like these people and I have to like these people? Why does God only tell us we're going to heaven? How about all these people that we walk around and we look at? Where are they going? How come we're different colors? Why don't we like certain colors over other colors? Why aren't you doing what you love? Well, what are you going to do with your life? It's not us staring them. It's them staring us. Again, just like everything else in your dream, nothing is as it seems, nor as it is seen. Nothing is as it seems, nor as it is seen. Watching a car float instead of drive. We're actually testing that now. Maybe not floating, but flying. Her father conveniently leaving. There are no mistakes. But he was he was the bridge. His kindness brought you to a better message when you accepted, received his offer. And a lot of times when you when you say yes to being together, to taking care of each other, to not being frustrated that you just wanted a ride to your car and he took you on a tour of the town and even felt comfortable enough to leave you in the car and go talk to a friend. That's trust. You trusted him. You were okay with it. You didn't question him, even to the point that his daughter was in the car. Was she there by herself? Did he put her in there? How did she get there? But you trusted your environment, and look what it gave you. 
Let's say you didn't trust Brian. Let's say you were like you were with the people in the ceramic studio and you just didn't even want to hear them or their banter. But people bring out the best in people. Nothing will bring out the best in you like the kind of love that we have for each other, the kind of caring that trust brings, and the growth that happens when we trust. We never know what we're going to find, and we never know how out of the norm the things we find are. Because you trusted Brian, because you didn't get mad at Brian for taking your time, you didn't even question where your car was or how or why you weren't there yet. You were happy to see Vera. You were fine with him going away for a minute. You did not expect Vera to have a full-on conversation with you. And yet everything that you could not have thought of happened. So let's say you're in life and your partner or a work friend or an acquaintance says, hey, let's go for a walk in the park. And you're like, oh, no, 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 I don't have time. I've got to run here and I've got to do this. But instead you go, sure, I'll go for a walk with you. These may not be the most comfortable shoes, but it's on. I'm going. And then you have the best conversation you could have ever had. And you could have missed it by rushing through life. So the other thing this dream is telling you is, be patient with you. Accept the love, the love of others more. Because you do not know what you will find. You just don't know. When you say, then she says that God and life are based on contradictions and irony. There are no mistakes, right? At the end of the day, anything we've called a mistake masks the insecurity we had to call it a mistake. So if there's anything you were ever holding on to that you said, God, I wish I didn't meet that person. I wish I didn't date that person. I wish I didn't work at that company. I wish I didn't listen to so-and-so. The lesson is gone. It got, it got masked and thrown in the attic. But if you go back to that fork in the road of every mistake, in quotes, that you believe you made, and rewrite that with what you learned from it. Then that subjective relationship to God. About understanding the nature of truth. Your truth. Because it's yours. It's subjective. It's yours. It's not anybody else's truth. Although truth is everybody's. The things that are true to you are true to you based and shaped by everything you have learned till this day. It's one of the most direct ways to get a message. 
And that's why we have gut feelings. Because the truth remains subjective. At some point, it can be objective, meaning we understand like universal truth. Don't lie, don't do this, don't do that. That's objective. But then defining the lie, defining perception, defining perfection, defining all of that becomes a whole nother ball of wax and people manipulate that. But if you understand that your truth is your truth based on the way you understand truth, you now have a working mechanism with yourself. I hope that helped because your future needed more of you. And I think it has it. So thank you, you guys. I'm sorry I didn't get to the other two dreams. This one was so captivating. And Liam, the name isn't Greer Garden. No, it is, it's with a K. K-I-E-R-K-A-G-A-A-R-D. That's how it's spelled in the, um, in the, in the mouth. So what it is, I didn't look it up. It's the first of reading of it during this show. So I hope that helps. You guys, I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Have a great, great Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.com 